This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. Week 7 is in the books, Brandon. And of course, uh, we're always doing a little post-mortem here earlier in the week. Uh, what is one of your concrete takeaways from the action over the weekend? Uh, mine is uh, slightly subjective, and I will <laughs> tease it that way, but I'm sure you got something more objective, so fire away, my friend. Well, I have I have a, win, a winner and loser takeaway, and so the loser, Mike Davis in Atlanta, uh, yeah. coming off the bye, just relegated to four carries in a clear uh, secondary role behind Cordero, Patterson and the other loser I thought was a guy who didn't play the healthy scratch that was Ramondre Stevenson I spent all week talking up how he is such a great bi-week filler a plug-and-play even in a secondary role in that backfield it's the Jets and you will run all day against them and I was right but it was Brandon Bolden that reaped all of that reward and not Ramondre Stevenson who you know, Belichick's Belichick's gonna Belichick and he apparently at some point during the week decided to run Ramondre Stevenson pissed him off or something because we've seen this happen now like two or three times with Stevenson where you think he's percolating and then he just, uh, you know, power goes dead and suddenly there's, there's nothing there for Did you. Did he say something bad about Nike, the Shibu Inu? Remember that took the place <laughs> oh, of Belichick yes, in the draft right. a couple of years ago? Like, what did he do? Clearly something of that ilk happened. So uh, those were the losers. I'll really quickly just say the winners – the, the two top five picks that weren't quarterbacks, Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts, game on for those guys. They, they look – they are what we thought they were. Yeah, Jamar Chase right now on pace to absolutely smash uh, the single-season receiving yards record by a rookie in NFL history. Bill Groman owns it. Uh, this is the pre-merger days. It occurred back in 1960 when he was in the AFL when he posted 1,473 yards. Chase on pace for 1,831 and at 8-1 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook, I'd be willing to fire off a ticket on him leading all receivers and receiving yards on the year, though. Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams are squarely in that conversation and competition overall. Uh, I'm going to go to Chicago. And, you know, I know Matt Nagy's got COVID-19. I hope he gets back, you know, and healthy. But it, take your time, Matt. Take your time. And, look, the Bears, if they don't have their head honcho there on the sidelines and it's a whole lot of Bill Laser, pew, pew, pew uh, I, they're probably going to, you know, smash San Francisco like 35-0 uh, in that game there at Soldier Field on Sunday. But Khalil Herbert just continues to impress me, man. The vision, the cutting ability, so decisive, appreciable yak at 2.92 yak per attempt now. Uh, the creativity, you can catch the ball in the backfield. Guy rolled up 100 yards on Tampa. The vaunted Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, spearheaded by Vita Vea and Dama Kong Su and JPP. It doesn't matter the script. They got blowed out. And they still got 100 yards. It doesn't matter the opponent. He is matchup proof. And, and Brandon, right now, uh, in the last three weeks, he's accumulated the seventh most rush yards of any running back in the NFL. So, you know, that yeah. is the one area where the Bears have actually been respectable. And uh, you mentioned this on the SiriusXM Fantasy Show uh, that we do every Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, you know, when Mandatory Montgomery comes back, Herbert's going to have a role, isn't he? I think so. You concurred. And you, that means at the detriment, you know, uh, in terms of volume of your man crush, Mr. Mandatory <laughs> Montgomery. But, 
Yeah, we're. I think we're going to be talking about going from a guy in Montgomery who was one of the highest volume running backs in the league to someone who may, you know, end up having a role like Nick Chubb, where Khalil Herbert uh, is the Kareem Hunt, and we it's a high volume backfield. But we're going to have to notch down the expectations for volume for David Montgomery because I think Khalil Herbert's earned his way into a regular at least secondary role. Yeah, I think it's going to be you know anywhere between 8 to 12 touches per game for Herbert and mandatory again 15 to 18. Here's the good news. The Bears, that's all they do is run. So, yeah. uh, and, you know, when the matchup warrants, he will certainly pose some big numbers and Herbert will have a whole lot of flexy, sexy appeal. With that, let's get to it here on this early week edition with another Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Funson, as we do every Monday here on the podcast, uh, we're looking ahead to the waiver wire and try to get people some options. You got two teams on by in week number eight, the Baltimore Ravens and Las Vegas Raiders, so no Derek Carr, no Action Jackson. Uh, give me a stream quarterback option that is widely available right now in Yahoo Leagues you think you could pick up, plug in, and maybe get 20, 25 points out of. You know, I'll give you two because I know your chamber is full of QB streamers and you can pivot. Uh, so I want I, – I I know I won't be stealing your guys, but Danny Dimes on Monday night yep. against Kansas City. Good Lord. I can't say Chiefs defense is terrible week in and week out. It's it's the place that you want to have the opposing quarterback, it seems like. So given Danny Dimes is rushing upside, throwing the fact that this is a soft passing matchup, you got to love that one. And I'll just say go check your waiver wire for Trevor Lawrence because you might be able to you know keep Lawrence on as more than a streamer if you're you know in dire straits overall. He coming off by, he might have been dropped. He gets to come out of the bye and face the Seattle Seahawks defense, which has not been staunch this year. <laughs> to say the least, bit of a sieve, no doubt about it. Uh, speaking of sieve, uh, that's a Denver Broncos defensively, and that can only boost uh, the potential for Teddy Bridgewater, especially when you're facing the fight in footballs who just been crushed repeatedly through the air. Aaron Rodgers, uh, the latest one to dole out you know, haymaker after haymaker. You know, Bridgewater was lumping around. He was clearly not healthy, but he had the long layoff on the Thursday night game. And, you know, mentioned that Denver has just uh, got so many holes that they're trying to plug in there. This game's got a lot of shootout appeal. It's only a 43-and-a-half total, which I would take the over on. Uh, but to get Jerry Judy back, uh, which is huge news, a major shot and maybe two shots in the arm, to go along with Cortland Sutton, to go along with Noah Fant, getting the running backs highly involved in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams in the past game. And, you know, Bridgewater's been, you know, at least laudable in certain categories. Top 10 in dot 9.4. Top 10 in total air yards as well. And, again, it's Washington. No defense has allowed more fantasy points to the quarterback position then WFT giving up 311.1 pass yards per game and 2.7 passing touchdowns per contest. So whether you go Danny Dimes, uh, whether you go with another option or Teddy Bridgewater, all of those should get you by with ease in this not-so-hellish bye week. Number four. All right, marching on here in the Fantasy Five. Let's talk wide receivers that are widely available and one uh, that I did not expect to recommend on any kind of uh, audible broadcast, uh, Brandon. But here we are, Khalif Raymond of the Detroit <laughs> Lions, a guy that's five foot nine and one hundred sixty pounds. I think soaking wet, but he's got six catches in back to back games. Uh, what do you think about him, and how much you'd be willing to spend Fab on him if you need a wide receiver or flex option this week? 
Oh, I'd be bitter because I cut him right before this game in one league. Um, and I, I, I know the option that I opted for was not. I think it was Tyler Johnson, uh, who I thought would be a, a you know a one week. Uh, yeah, plug. I probably would have done that too because you know I can't quit Tyler Johnson. Yeah. So I, look at Khalif Raymond had. A, I watched you know a lot of that game. He was he was showing out and for sure. And he, he's had moments this year a two touchdown game week four against your chicago bears had a 10 target six catch 68 yard game against baltimore but he's also had you know some no-show games and even the week before was a six catch 37 yard game so i think you're gonna have to expect a little bit of inconsistency with khalif raymond wouldn't go crazy um but you know maybe five bucks four or five bucks if i'm you know if i'm really in need yeah, look, I'd be willing to go up to maybe eight or nine. And the reason why is this, the late season schedule. Okay, you got to start looking ahead. If you're trending in the right direction for a postseason spot, week 13, you get Minnesota. Week 14, you're at Denver. You know, we'll see what state the Broncos are in at that point. Week 15, you're going to be a heavy underdog against Arizona at home. Uh, week 16, which would be round two of the fantasy playoffs at Atlanta. And week 17, in Seattle against your Seahawks. Like, that's a nice little run of games to Raymond. And here's the other shocker uh, looking at his resume. Dude ranks wide receiver 21 and red zone target percentage at 32.3% at five foot nine. Yeah, he is tiny. That's crazy. Well, you know, and the Lions are fourth in overall pass attempts. You know, that's just going to be the consistency week in and week out is they're going to throw. They're going to throw a lot. So, uh, and right now, Cleve Raymond's kind of positioned as the number one receiver there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Brandon, we got some breaking news here. Uh, just off the wire, Devontae Adams is on the COVID list. Oh. And remember, they're playing on Thursday. So, Al Lazard coming off that big game. Muy interesante. And watch out for Marquez Valdez-Cantling. If you get back on the practice say, field. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he could be. He could return and, you know, and have a pretty major role. But I agree. Lazard, after you called it, you, you liked him this past week, and he – he proved that that was a great call, and he might be able to double down if no Devontae Adams on Thursday night. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled uh, for what goes on in Green Bay in a game with a lot of pew, 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 shootout appeal and a dandy of a Thursday night game with Green Bay going to Arizona. Number three. All right, moving on here in our Fantasy Five. Let's talk about another wide receiver that's uh, being thrust into the limelight because it is a tentpole affair against Kansas City, struggling Kansas City Chiefs right now in the basement in the AFC West, and they may not make the playoffs this season, uh, but uh, they are under the primetime lights on Monday Night Football. Darius Slayton balled out um, for the New York Giants, who inexplicably put up 25 points. What's going on with Carolina? And they just yeah. swallowed a grenade, man. Defensively, yep. they looked, you know, unstoppable early the season. They have just unraveled. Uh, but Darius Layton goes out there, was nine targets, five receptions, north of 60 yards. We don't know if Kenny Galladay is going to be able to return. We don't know if Sterling Shepard's going to be able to return after aggravating that hamstring injury. So, Darius Slayton, we're picking up. If so, how much? Yeah, I think I might actually <sighs> – Probably not going to go as high as Khalif Raymond because what what do we know about Darius Slayton? We've seen games where, uh, you know, Sterling Shepard has been in there and Kadarius Tony has been in there and Kenny Galladay has been in there. And honestly, if the, all three of those guys were healthy, Darius Slayton's the number four option. But he's he's a he's going to be behind each one of those guys. We've even seen like a Kenny Galladay, no Kadarius Tony, no Sterling Shepard. It's just Galladay and Slayton, and it's pretty clearly Galladay is the guy. But like you said, we don't know. Uh, who's going to be available? And maybe, probably Sterling Shepard's the only one that seems like 
uh, you know, really could. But I think in a game against the Chiefs on the road on Monday night, like you're probably feeling pretty good about any two healthy Giants receivers. Yeah. And Darius Slate, we know, is going to be one of them. So I'm in on Darius Slayton to have another good week uh, going up against the Chiefs. Yeah, only 15% rostered right now in Yahoo. So, you know, probably low double digits. Uh, if you're desperate for a win that you may need to shell out to get him and plug and play him there as a wide receiver three or flex option. I mean, he's got a 13.68 dot, and he's averaging 15.83 yards per catch. As you mentioned, God, the Chiefs, just horrendous. Uh, giving up 8.59 pass yards per attempt. Slayton could absolutely slay on Monday Night Football. Number two. All right, moving on here, Brandon, and let's work in one of the biggest surprise sensations and a guy that's been featured on this list before. Uh, he's back again because nobody is willing to invest in him. Uh, are you now a believer in C.J. Uzoma, who is tight in four in total fantasy scoring after a pair of long touchdowns uh, as Joe Burrow and company just continue to bombard the opposition? Man, the Bengals are fun right now. They they are, but what do you do with a guy who has more than three targets only once on the year? I mean, he is maximizing what he is Peak being efficient. given. Peak efficiency. He is he's basically caught all but two of the targets thrown his way this year, which is fantastic. Seventeen catches on nineteen targets, two hundred and fifty six yards, five touchdowns. And three of those, you know, massive games have been in uh, the last four weeks. So there is a trend. We always say that, you know, we, we work in the it, work in the rule of three and you get three good games in your last four weeks. We get pretty, you know, we, that piques our interest for sure. Especially at a, a position like tight end where you can get out there in the in the quagmire pretty quickly. So um, the, the, the targets, especially when you got all three healthy receivers there and one of the most high volume running backs, the targets are going to be an issue going forward. So I, I just exercise caution. I don't think he's a double digit bid in my mind. He's if you need a tight end, you know, spend some money, but don't go too crazy. Well, you look at the matchups that come in, get the Jets. <laughs> OK, uh, that that's very attractive. Then you get Cleveland after that. Then the bye week, and then late season, uh, the fantasy playoffs slate for Cincinnati, Denver, and again, that's shaping up to be a great matchup. You get Baltimore again, which he just scored two touchdowns against, and then Kansas City in Week 17. I, if you have Bengals on your roster, you may be winning a fantasy championship this year. <laughs> that's what's crazy, what's going on right now. If you got Burrow, you got Chase, I uh, got Joe Mixon, hell, maybe C.J. Uzoma could be that missing link between you and the gridiron gold. So I would go the extra dollar on C.J. Uzoma if you need the tight end assistance. Number one. All right, last but certainly not least here, Brandon, let's talk about what's going on in Philadelphia. Miles Sanders exited the game yesterday on a cart uh, after wrenching his ankle. Uh, expected probably to miss some time, how much we don't know at tape time of this podcast. But if you had a handicap between Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott – who are you going with, and how much money are you willing to spend? If assuming you got some fab cash left, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pump the brakes a little bit on spending a whole lot. You know, I've always liked Boston Scott, but you're talking about the fourth lowest scoring backfield in fantasy, and um, so we were you know we were frustrated as all get out with the way Miles Sanders has been used this year, and I don't expect that frustration is going to change just when you replace Miles Sanders with Boston Scott. Yes. They need to be rostered because I, I but I think this is going to basically be a, like a 50 50 split in usage and it's not a big pie. They're splitting, but 
you know, bye weeks. Um, the fact that anybody that might get 10 plus touches a game is worth something in the world that we live in. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go crazy on Boston Scott, but I might go, you know, eight, eight, nine bucks, something like that. Uh, you're not going to get him at eight, nine dollars. Uh, you know, depending upon the duration of time that Sanders is out, if it's a multi-week setback, I think you got to go probably 12 to 15. Uh, and I'm with you. I think Brad, it's going to be. But who has that kind of money left? Like I, you'd be surprised. We, th- There's some people that are sitting. I feel like the replacements that the straight up like three week replacement running back has been every week. It has been it. somebody. Somebody major has been felled by injury. I spent all my money on Elijah Mitchell. I feel pretty damn good about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got out there early and smashed the old piggy bank. But there are some people that you know just played it. Uh, you know more coy and more patience. And as a result, are just flush with cash. So if you're one of those individuals, then, you know, by all means, you know, go out there and go 12 to $15 in Scott. I would rather have Scott than Gainwell. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell's only got 2.33 yards of contact per attempt. I think he's better suited as a receiver. And to be honest with you, Boston Scott can do a little bit of everything. You know, you and I have been huge fans of him. He's a bit of a weeble wobble. And, and a guy that I think has got a real good shot to find the end zone. And maybe Gainwell will score again as well because it's Detroit. Uh, upcoming this week as the Lions have allowed the third most fantasy points to the running back position. So, uh, big fans of Boston Scott. Can't quit him. Fell in love with him when I watched his tape no in La Tech. And I've Charge, never... The Chargers are the week after that, too. And they're, they're not oh, good they're, the no, no, they're no bueno when it comes to defending yeah. the run. So, again, I think Brandon's having second thoughts. 12 to 15. 12 to <laughs> okay. 15 on our guy. 12, I'm in for at least a dozen. All right, before we get out of here, let's get a, a couple of your thoughts on these guys uh, very quickly. Brandon Bolden, uh, worth a bid. I guess so, but Belichick could change his mind and go back to Stevenson. Ra, 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 ra. Ra. <laughs> we were a little premature on the Lady Gaga. We, we were. Uh, you know, I, I still applaud you. That was a, one of your finest efforts to date. <laughs> Clearly I jinxed him, but he may he may be back. But Bolden for now, look, at. I mean, the second running back in New England should be of interest to people. And right now, and I just mentioned that Chargers, that's who they're getting. Chargers have not stopped running backs this year so if it remains bolden it's worth a bid just to find out for sure yeah Chargers have a lot of the second most fantasy points to the running back position trailing only the jets in that category i'm with you there i mean i wouldn't go crazy with the cheese whiz here uh but you know a few dolares uh if you're in a deeper league 14 team or deeper league and bolden's still out there sipping pina coladas in the free agent pool why the hell not you know you got to yep. squeeze blood from a turnip and try to get as much value as you can off the waiver wire uh what about mike white not the former University of Illinois head coach uh, from their glory days in the 1980s. No, he is the quarterback of the New York Jets the next two to four weeks with uh, Zach Wilson sidelined. So for the Superflex two quarterback audience, are we looking at 15, 20 bucks here? Did you check? Did he have a pulse? Because if that's if that's the case, then he's worth uh, you know throwing some dollars <laughs> at. Like I know you've been going after anybody and everybody who is in line to start a game. This is the worst offense in the league. And this is the quarterback that has been deemed on the depth chart to be worse than the starting quarterback for the worst <laughs> offensive team in the league. So I don't know how exciting, how much you can say about the guy. I didn't think he looked terrible when he was out there. I thought he looked okay. Uh, you're going to get some points. And again, even the worst starting quarterback is usually a better option than what you're thinking about throwing into your flex spot in a super flex league. Yeah. Look, it's 15 to 20 bucks. You're right. He looks serviceable. Uh, the matchups are coming. You get Cincinnati. Uh, of course, they're going to be chasing in that game at Indy. You're going to be chasing. That's a soft defense. Buffalo. Yikes. Uh, Miami and at Houston. So there's some decent matchups in there. Decent. 
you know, with the exception of the Bills, that, you know, maybe you can muster 20 or so fantasy points, maybe 16 to 19, something like that. That'll get the job done. As long as he's better than Davis Mills, it's worth it. On a related note, speaking of Davis Mills, Terod Taylor back at practice this week. If you had your choice between Mike White and Terod, if somebody dropped him in a super flex and Terod just happened to be out there, you're clearly going Taylor, right? Yeah, you are. I mean, it's the Rams, but hey, you know, I mean, Jared Goff looked all right against the Rams. I mean, and Terod runs. And Terod runs, and he looked good before he got hurt. And, uh, you know, maybe he can pick up where he left off. Totally agree. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, which it kindly really helps out our show immensely. And until next time, adios, amigos.